that's what kale looked like. Between Sundays, I'm Tyler, and true peace on earth is hard to find these days. Barry's here to spread shalom. But before we get to planting, now that they've been terrified and reassured by the angel of the Lord, let's welcome in our favorite shalom seeds, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Good day. I like being a shalom seed. A shalom seed. My favorite shalom seeds. Or, or are we the gardeners in that metaphor? What? Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I loved you walking around the garden this week. Oh, so, yeah. did, so did my kids. It was beautiful. Yeah, well, planting those seeds of shalom. I'm sure hey, people were hey. a bit confused about planting seeds in like winter, but it was I probably was. a little too late for those. But <laughs> the, I am planting, I did plant some seedlings in like November and those were the last of them. And so they're growing slowly because they like are kind of cold hardy, like romaine and kale and stuff like that. So yeah. I wasn't completely just like, being ridiculous those do actually work so, so i the, didn't even think about it point of my watching with my family this week i, mm-hmm. I told you we've been struggling to not talk through service as uh-huh. a family like telling my kids you know we got to treat this like church you can't just talk all the time but at one point Jaden just screams out i didn't know that's what kale looked like we didn't, we didn't realize it grew like a palm tree yeah, it's like a straight up yeah it's like a tree it's amazing you really got to him with that kale you it's, reached him it's pretty cool it's pretty i guess cool, i'll though. do my sponsorships at the end of the show oh sorry we got a, brought to you by the facebook group let's do it let's yeah before it. we jump in i just want to i just wanted to mention that our uh, christmas <laughs> facebook group is hopping you can join the group by going to facebook.com slash group slash christmas at grace this is the place grace folks are gathering online to share their lives right now if you saw services last weekend this is the place that you would see beth montgomery's daughter's butter christmas tree ornament i don't know did you guys see that i definitely saw it yeah so join the group share photos and videos jump into our advent reading guide and watch our bonus content that we're publishing all month also christmas eve services are coming we will be meeting for christmas eve online five times between december 23rd and 24th on the 23rd you can join us at five on the 24th we'll be broadcasting at 9 a.m 11 a.m 1 p.m and 4 p.m for virtual services and then six o'clock at every campus join us for an in-person candlelight and singing singing experience at all locations. You can get more details on our website. Friends of the pods, engage. <laughs> so I hope you wrote all that down. Pods. Yeah. Friends of the pod. Um, no, um, <clears throat> the most uh, heart-wrenching rendition of Ave Maria is currently on that, that Grace Facebook Christmas page. All right, let's Wait, talk about that. Like, is this like an actual rendition or is this like someone's so, husky? I don't know. Like I told you guys, <laughs> I told yeah. you guys a couple weeks ago that I was not really feeling Christmas, but something that has just been a delightful joy has been this Grace Facebook Christmas page. It's yeah. making a big church feel like a small family. And there's like, there's beautiful pictures of families celebrating their holiday traditions. Yep. It's almost like being invited into like your church family's homes to kind of see yeah. how they're experiencing Christmas. Yeah. But there's also really funny things on there too. And yeah. it's just like, I'm laughing, I'm crying. I love it. Great. Cause yeah. one thing that happened this past weekend during services is some staff members, you know, shared 
their favorite family traditions. That's where the butter ornament came. There's a picture of it on the, on the group. Marin shared her family <laughs> traditions. And now the group is just <laughs> off the rails. People just sharing the most random, <laughs> obscure <laughs> Christmas songs they could possibly I find. It. I love tagging it. Tagging Marin. And it's just a, it's just a weird music <laughs> place now. I feel like, first of all, people love to talk about music. People love to talk about weird music. And I feel like everybody (laughs) has at least one like kind of off the rails Christmas song that they're not even sure where they first heard it. But suddenly it's just worked its way into their life. There's um, two different people talked about. um, What is it? The Christmas donkey. You guys heard that song? No, no. Okay. Some of these songs, man. I thought Christmas donkey is uh, the Italian Christmas donkey, the Italian (laughs) Christmas donkey that came from two different people. But it totally brought me back to my own grandfather, who's from Mexico. He used to sing and perform this song called Pablo the Reindeer from Mexico. And I have not even thought about that song in probably 15 years. Do reindeer live in Mexico? Listen, Santa don't speak the Espanol. That is a line in the song that my grandpa used to sing. <laughs> but clearly he does very, speak the very Mexican accent. Yeah. Oh, so it just brought back good memories and it's been so fun. People have actually sent me some songs either emailed or Facebook messenger yeah, they're all or about post it. them up there. It's been a blast this week. Thank you guys for taking part in my silly holiday tradition. We were watching service and my wife said, that is totally a Marin thing. <laughs> Their tradition is just who can out weirdo the other yeah. with Christmas yeah. music. There's nothing more Gaffron than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I'll share my playlist with you guys at some okay, point. Good. But you know, it's on YouTube because I don't do the Spotify. That's right. <laughs> um, Barry, you were you were uh, all over the farm preaching this weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was everywhere. That was kind of the idea. It was a little bit on the nose, but you know what? Drones is is shots of me interacting with the horses. I don't know why we had that originally in there, but I guess it just didn't make the cut. But yeah, we was all over the all over the farm. Um, it's pretty fun. So you kind of nailed the uh, the walk and talk. You were a lot of walking and talking. Usually you didn't trip. You didn't trip once. At and least you not wore, in the final cut. You, you wore your pastor shoes on the farm. Whoa. And I'm like, what what is he doing? Those yeah. are nice shoes. I've been to your farm. I'm not wearing my nice shoes to no, your they farm. They got they got a bit muddy. I I should have I thought about wearing like my um my like mud boot things, but I was like, that that's just too much. That's over overkill for like the farm <laughs> metaphor. Um I could have so, worn my I could have worn my like uh, I've got like a Carhartt uh I keep wanting to call it a onesie. What are they called? They're uh, coveralls. coveralls. And so like, they're really nice. And I wear them when it's really cold out, but I look like a complete doof. So, <laughs> so I didn't. Um, is it a learned skill to walk and talk while also making like eye contact <laughs> with the camera? Is it's, that, was that natural or how walking, many takes did you have to do? Uh, that one, that, that one particular walk and talk shot took at least four takes because sometimes Kyle is like tripping over roots and stuff as he's walking backwards filming. Uh-huh. And sometimes like I step on some leaves and it crunches too loudly. So it's uh yeah, it's a learned yeah. skill. I'll say that it is. Yes. Shout out to Kyle, by the way. Yeah. He's doing yeah, an amazing job. He did job. a really great job. Yeah. A couple drone shots. 
Mm-hmm. Cleo made an appearance. Know, uh, Kyle used to be the student worship leader at the Fishers campus. Yeah, and now he's doing um, doing video, doing video stuff. and things like that. Um, Great job. Totally. And Marin, you're uh, you're not done recording. I surely am not. I am not. We're uh, we're like <laughs> 15 minutes away from Christmas Eve, and you got to go to the farm and <laughs> I, record I, tonight. I'm glad huh? you brought that up. We. Barry, myself, everybody on the worship production team, the wheels are still very much in motion mm-hmm. and it's going to be that way right down to the wire wow. when we meet at six o'clock on Christmas Eve at our campuses to light candles and sing. Um, also, I, I'm a little bit proud of myself, but I'm, I don't know. I have a lot of dishes to do this week because normally that's my teenager's job, right? We've got chores in the Gaffron house, Yeah, but I needed a good tenor and bass. That's my son. So he's going to go ahead and sing both of those parts for me. And I needed a really solid alto. And that's my girl Des, but she (laughs) will not participate. If I ask her to participate, I have to sweeten the Negotiate. I thought, you were gonna say, I thought you were going to say you have to like forbid her from participating and then. Oh, she'll- no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no. And Jed's like, just make her do it. And I'm like, no, that would be wrong. I can't just make her do it. So I told her last night, Hey, if you sing on this piece for Christmas Eve, I'll do the dishes for you. And she goes, how many days? Yeah, I was about to say just <laughs> once. So I got dish duty all week wow. and my kids uh, did a great job last night recording. So, <laughs> And right wow. after this, you're on your way to back, right? To the farm. Huh? Oh, no, no. I'm not going to the farm. I'm recording somewhere else. But oh. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a busy day. Well, it's 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 probably good that the rest of us are just taking PTO then. So you guys can just. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. No, no. We were talking beforehand about the fact that even though everything is like pre-recorded, you'd think that December would be easier, but it's not. It's been just as busy or busier almost than uh than anything. So it's been great. Oh yeah. It takes a lot of effort to pull off the kind of services we're pulling off every week. Um and I'm I'm glad. I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm really um, happy and I really like the format that we went with this December. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's been really good. It's been, it's, there's been a surprise every week, like first week, Ephraim on the horse, right? <laughs> <laughs> this yes. week, the surprise for me was you guys found a way to fit like four songs into one. Oh yeah. And made it <laughs> yeah. sound like it was supposed to happen that way. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, was so much cool. fun. That was so fun. It was so fun. Brad brought an idea to practice and then Ephraim just lit up and he's like, what if we did this? What if we did this? And so really it was a a full collaboration, but it really turned out super cool. I'm I'm proud of it. When, when it, like when I first realized it was going to be a mashup, I I was like, I don't know about this. Like, I don't know how that (laughs) song fits. Like that's not the right. And it was like a different tempo and everything. I was just like, I was like, Oh, I don't. And then all of a sudden, like the bridge hit and I was like, okay, there it is. There it is. I loved seeing Jeff Unruh. Oh yeah. As a host. I mean, my whole family was like, Jeff, when he came on the screen. (laughs) Yeah. Super Jeff, just like, he he he's Christmas spirit in a in a yes. coat year round. Yes. <laughs> he's Christmas Man, spirit. Man, if I need a shot of joy, yeah. I just go talk to Jeff. Yeah, he's got the big old scarf on. He's the Christmas lights behind him. He's got a pea coat on and big <laughs> smile. It's that's just so funny. I was gonna say he's got like Santa energy, but that's not right. He's got like Hallmark made yeah. for TV movie yeah, energy for sure. Like yeah. just if he was good. in a movie with Candace Cameron, I would not be surprised. <laughs> 
He's a he's a he's a shalom seed. You know, yeah, you talk right. to him, he is. you feel he is. like everything's gonna be all right. Right. Yeah. And Jeff's the kind of guy that'll be like, hey, like seven years ago and three months, you mentioned that you had a toothache. How's that? <laughs> yeah. you know, like, what? Yes. How do you yeah. know me that well? His I never even mind for information blows me away. Yeah. Oh, guys. So we're in week two of our December series, Wonders of His Love. Barry mm-hmm. gave the sermon. Uh, Marin was, I just talked about, involves, but... Barry, I know it's been it's been uh, it's been a new change of pace for you because these are obviously pre-recorded, yeah, and they're shorter than what you're used to. Yeah, a lot shorter. Um, how does how does that feel? Like I, we're two weeks in. How does that feel for you? Is it like? I mean, I asked you this it, last week, but yeah. Well, I, I know, and a preacher's this, never going to say, "Give me less." It should time. be shorter. Yeah. <laughs> you know. No, it it's it they very much feel like more like devotionals than full sermons because I really you just have enough time to get across kind of like one idea or like one kind of nugget. Um so I, I don't I wouldn't want to do this forever, but I think for a for a season in a different time it's worth experimenting with. Um I do like the idea that we're able to kind of add some visual creativity to it. Although I'm also hearing from some people, including myself, that it's actually a little distracting. (laughs) It's hard. So like it almost begs you to, you almost have to watch it again just to Mm kind of, you you mentioned that last week, Marion. It's like, you have to kind of hear it again, even to just kind of. Oh yeah. Which if it's, if it's eight minutes, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, It's not that hard to do. Especially if you didn't know that's what Kale looked like. Right. Yeah, right. You know, I huge... pause it right on the Kale's shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kale is really cool. Anyway, sorry. I, I would uh, very much like to talk to your son about Kale. Because <laughs> 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 no one else wants to talk about Kale. So like, the oh, he, he, <laughs> he doesn't get loud very often, but he yelled. That's what Kale looks like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what mature, that's what mature kale looks like. I'll, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, I like the format for something to try. Um, and I like the pre-recorded stuff, but I also love regular 30 minute mm. sermons too. So, yeah, I was shocked, Barry, as I listened to it again this afternoon, how much you were able to fit into eight minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was almost like, whoa, 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 slow down. Because some of the things you were saying were deep and complex and philosophical. And it takes me a minute. You've talked to me about this, even as I've prepared sermons, like I need a minute to sit with what you just said. Right. My brain needs a minute. And in the eight minute sermons, there's no time for that. Right. There's no time to just sit with what you said. So actually this afternoon I listened to it. And then it just had me like cross-referencing different Mm. uh, passages about peace that confirmed what you were saying about peace because yeah. it, it can be a a difficult thing to understand, especially in light of all the unrest in the world. So I'm like, wait a minute, you know, yeah. but yeah, it, I think it just kind of lit a fire to want to dig deeper into like the kind of peace that he gives and yeah. what he really was talking about. Yeah. And I love, I mean, I love starting with skeptical questions. Cause like I, I've said it before, I'm a pretty skeptical person. And so for me to think about the topic of peace on earth, I genuinely asked myself, all right, if that's true, if, if, if Jesus's birth really was the beginning of peace on earth and why have there been a bunch of wars and why do people still kill each other? Mm. And like, how do I even justify that in my mind? It's 2000 years later. And so this was my way of, of answering that question for myself and then finding a way to kind of capture it with the whole biblical theology of, of, of peace and Shalom. So it was, it was fun, fun to put together. And you primarily focused on, Luke, Luke, uh, two, 
verses eight through 14, right? That's yeah, kind the of angels, the, what they declared to the shepherds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Marin, as you were listening and processing, like what, what things stood out to you as you were cross-referencing and kind of revisiting I'm- it? Glad you asked, Tyler. Um, (laughs) Sometimes, you know, I'm not good with numbers. I don't, numbers and references don't come to my head like, oh, that's John 14. Right. But I, I hear phrases like peace I give, but I don't give, not as the world gives. Right. So just that alone told me that the peace that Jesus gives is different. And Barry, you pointed out that even our English word for peace mm-hmm. doesn't quite capture right. the word shalom that is in the Holy Scriptures. And that's really important for, for people to understand. Otherwise, it is easy to be like, well, this is a bunch of garbage. I don't right. see peace in the world. Right. You know, we all just lived through the month of November. Right. I wasn't seeing a lot of peace, right. you know. Um, so it's important to go back to the um, original uh, words that are there Mm. what did you know and you pointed that out that he said shalom but anyway that's that's one of the um when he says um peace i give and not as the world gives um it's the word cosmos and i Mm -hmm. like that like it's it's a peace that is not even of this universe right it's not of this world right and so are we going to be able to fully grasp what it is Likely not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but we will, but we will have it. And then the other thing I, I looked up was the word give. Um, and give can mean like, you know, I, I bestow upon you or I offer to you like an offering. You can't make someone receive a gift. I offer mm-hmm. this to you. But then it could also mean I place or I put. Hmm. And so I thought that that was interesting as well, that he, he gives me a piece that is beyond my understanding and otherworldly he offers it to me yeah but he will also place it in my heart place it in my mind so even that i was comforted by and all this came from an eight minute sermon that just had my brain (laughs) pinging on all cylinders that's cool yeah that's cool i'm gonna read the oh go ahead i'm gonna read the scripture just so we can speak in, I can ask questions in context, but so this is Luke, um, two verses eight through 14 says that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The savior. Yes. The Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. All right. What were you going to say, Barry? Well, I was going to keep talking a little bit about peace and how it, it, it's interesting how much deeper it goes than, than like just an absence of war, excuse me. And how, when you think about the word shalom, it talks about kind of whole life. The word, it captures like whole life peace. It's like peace in my relationships, peace in my spirit, peace in my, my soul. It's like things are done, are made right. There's abundance. Like that's what shalom carries all the weight of that. And it's intriguing to me that Shalom is actually a greeting in Hebrew. You would greet another person by saying Shalom. And interestingly, this is a little fun fact, but 
some of the same sort of Semitic language groups uh, share that word like Arabic, actually. So when people greet each other with salam alaikum, they're actually saying peace be upon you. So it's interesting how it kind of all comes from this, this concept of wishing another person to experience uh, peace. And of course, if you're wishing someone peace, you're not just saying, Hey, I hope you don't get invaded by foreign armies. You're saying, Hey, I, I want, you know, wellness to be upon you. And so I, I just think that's really interesting because that's not how we normally think when we talk about peace. So that's all. Yeah. I'm just reiterating what I said in the message, but, um, yeah, that to me is what kind of is so compelling about this idea. Yeah. How, how do you think the shepherds received this? So like the thing that struck me about this passage and the idea of Shalom is, you know, God chose these guys, these random shepherds to be mm -hmm. the first ones to receive this message of the savior. Right. And the idea of peace and like whole wholeness and, um, I just, I wonder what they thought or felt in that moment, because when I, when I reread this, I was like, oh, is this God's way of saying like peace or love? His love is like for everyone because he chose people mm -hmm. that if I have a big announcement to share, I'm not choosing like the low, lowliest people on the social, social totem pole to tell first. Right. right. So. Mm -hmm it told me a little bit about God's priorities, but I wonder what the shepherds felt in that moment about uh, inclusion and that peace is possible for them too. Mm -hmm. Did you listen to Tim's? Have you had a chance to listen to Tim's fireside chat this week? No. Is that what he said? Well, he did talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. he, he points out the fact that the shepherds are kind of nobodies and, and um, what it would mean for, for God to share that they were the ones to receive peace because, and he kind of talked about, you know, in light of it being whole life shalom, shepherds who basically had to live outside, they were probably, they probably smelled bad. They were poor. They were not, I mean, this is not a luxurious profession. Um, they were living at a time when they were under the thumb of Roman occupation. So they had to pay like exorbitant taxes. And anyway, all that to say, it's like for them to experience peace is such a radical transformation or for them to be promised that they would have mm -hmm. access to God's shalom. So, um, yeah, it's, that's kind of what you were just saying. It's, it's, it really does show God's priorities that he would announce this to them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I also am struck by, the fact that this passage includes the emotions of the shepherds as one of terror. <laughs> they <laughs> right. were terrified. Yeah. That does not sound very peaceful. But <laughs> the fact that maybe the initial response was fear uh, or an extreme form of fear like terror, but somehow that gives way to peace. Mm. That's otherworldly. That mm. doesn't make sense in our natural yeah, world. That's a good point to feel peace when you're terrified, right. you know? Um, but then I can also think to other examples of people I've known in my life who've experienced just that. My own mother described a story for many years um, when she was at a low point in her life and was um, in fear, um, in fear for her life. She said that that is the first time she felt the peace that passes understanding wrap her like a cocoon and mm. just... She just, she, I think I've shared the story in the podcast before, but she had been praying 
that she could just fall asleep. Just Lord, let me fall asleep. Mm. And then when that peace came upon her, it was so otherworldly that she just was like, okay, now I want to stay awake. I just want to experience this peace forever. Mm. In a moment of extreme fear, Mm. the peace of God came in. He placed that peace in her heart. And she, she carried that with her for the rest of her life. So I don't know, as I think about in my skeptical mind, I know so many people who are facing difficult situations this year, who are grieving this year. And here we are talking about peace. Mm -hmm. It helps for me to think of that peace as being something outside of this world, something, um, as the scripture says, that passes our understanding. Yeah. And that he can impart to us, even in the darkest of times, even in the most fearful of times, you know, wherever you are. Yeah, I think I think I think I mentioned this in the sermon something. Yeah, I did. I talked about walking with God in the garden in the cool of the day. And to me, that's a reference, by the way, to Genesis, uh, the relationship that Adam and Eve had with with God. And I think when we talk about this kind of peace, I think above all, the idea of God's presence with us, it, it supersedes everything. It supersedes a lack of violence. It supersedes uh, provision. It supersedes all of it. What it really comes down to is the peace that passes understanding is the, is the fact that we are now present with our creator God. And it's a question of whether or not we acknowledge that because when we do, we can begin to experience something that does not make sense. We yeah. can experience true wholeness and true peace regardless of our circumstances right so hmm. yeah Marin, i'm with you as i was thinking about this um you know and as i guess tim shares in his fireside chat like the fact that this this piece or the good news of jesus's birth is available to every for everybody to receive this in a year where it's been tempting to feel unworthy of God's love or like miss it or like what, where's, where is God right now? Like everyone I'm look I'm looking around and there's a lot of lonely people, a lot of sick people, a lot of people who are losing their jobs, you know, families breaking apart. It's easy for someone like me to be like, where there's no peace. Like what, what right. is this? This is not peaceful. Mm. But like you said, Marin, it's this story, the fact that the shepherds are the first ones to hear it and A, they're scared, but mm. they're, they're quickly call the, the, the angel like immediately is like, Hey, I'm not here to scare you. Like I'm, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's a reminder that this is available and this is present. It, it's outside of this world, but it's not outside of being available to everyone, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Even the fact that the angels say um, tidings of great joy, which will be unto all people. Yeah. Yeah. To be unto all people. It's available for you. Even today it was available for your ancestors. And again, that's where my mind just like my mind just kind of stops. Like I can't even think that right. big yeah. that the same God who brought peace to my grandmother and brought peace to my great grandmother is still offering me that peace right now today. Yeah. yeah. And we've been through enough BYOB series where it's like, all right, these, these shepherds are probably Jewish, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so for sure they were. Um, 
the angel is crystal clear about what's happening. It's not like the angels. He, he uses the words Messiah, the Lord, the savior, uh, is being born right now to a Jewish shepherd. They're probably like, Whoa, like that's not a peaceful situation either. Even after they're scared, it's like, what do we got? Like it's, yeah. it's here. Yeah. It's, it, we've been hearing about this for 700, like, you know, right. Um, and then the angel says manger or basically like trough and the shepherds. I, I can't imagine how peaceful that was not. They're like, <laughs> our savior is here. Wait, manger. What, what, Right. You know, that does, that yeah. doesn't compute savior Messiah is bo- in the manger that no, that, that can't be, um, I don't know. That just, that stood out to me that the angels are crystal clear about what's happening. They're very direct. They're using words that are, would, would have been familiar to these shepherds, but yeah, it's, it's, it's once again, a picture of the uh, upside down kingdom that we've talked about in mm-hmm. the past couple months where it's like, yeah, this savior that you've been waiting on, he's here, but also he's in a manger or right. a trough. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's all the questions I had for this week. <laughs> hey, know, an eight, minute, an eight minute sermon gets you an eight minute Q and A. Yeah. There is one thing we haven't talked about yet. And that's the part what is that it? we also have a role to play in planting seeds of Shalom ourselves. We haven't really talked about that yet. I think it's worth oh, yeah. exploring just a little bit because I'm curious how you guys think of that. When you look at your own life, you know, obviously peace is something that God gives. God provides Shalom is, is his, but if we are representatives of Christ, then we are, we share in that responsibility of spreading that peace. So what does that look like for us? What does it look like, like today in 2020? How do you guys look at that? I'm curious. Barry, for me, I would say we've been talking about whether we realize it or not, we've been talking a fair bit throughout this year about planting seeds of shalom yeah about being people who spread peace we just came through a sermon series all about the sermon on the mount where we read in matthew 5 god blesses those who work for peace yeah they will be called the children of god so if you're out there throwing your hands up saying i'm a child of god Blessed and highly favored. Do you work? <laughs> as as I always King do. Yeah. Do you work for peace? Because yeah. they are the ones. Those who work for peace, they are the ones who will be called a child of God. And then that reminded me of the sermon I gave earlier this year. I was speaking out of First uh, Peter, First Peter three eleven, or three ten rather. Who would love life and see good days? Keep their tongue from evil and their lips from lying. So that's how you can plant shalom. Hmm. Don't talk. Don't talk stuff. <laughs> don't talk smack. <laughs> don't talk smack. That's how you can be a, a planter of shalom. Keep your tongue from evil yeah. and keep lies away from your mouth. Keep your lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and work to maintain it. I love that line. Seek peace yeah. and work to maintain it. So I also love that you were giving us these images of your farm because you've been working to maintain this farm. Mm-hmm. You don't just plant something once and walk away from it. Right. You do your well, due diligence. We, we, we do at my house. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to grow yeah. kale yeah. to the skies. <laughs> yeah. 
you gotta work to <laughs> maintain guys. it. And so that's that was a beautiful visual, Barry, of hey, we are we are ongoing. Yeah. In this pursuit of being true children of God. If we really want to be called children of God, we have to seek peace Mm. and we have to work at maintaining it. For me yesterday, that meant I needed to apologize to somebody. Mm -hmm. Just so practical. But I'm really trying to keep peace and to sow seeds of peace and to work to maintain it and to be a true child of God. Yeah. Mm. Marin, I think you're right on bringing up the Sermon on the Mount because what what I think of in in that context is, of course, loving your enemies because loving your friends that that may make their lives okay, but loving your enemies actually changes the world. That's how you mm-hmm. actually bring about shalom is is actually going way beyond what's normal and way beyond the average and beginning to actually look to create an Edenic reality around you in the name of Jesus. That's how you bring shalom into our world. So yeah, Mm. I think, I think you guys are, you guys are right on. I I agree with you. So, all right. So what's uh, week three? It's the week right before Christmas Eve. So what what do we have in store? So this week it's Tim. Tim Ayers is going to be preaching. Uh, He will be preaching about, uh, oh, the King is born talking about the Messiah. And, uh, I won't spoil anything, but I will say that it is a very unique angle <laughs> from a visual standpoint, literally on, on this, <laughs> on this <laughs> message. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Sorry. If I, this is the one I've been looking forward to the most, Hey, me too. We, we've known about just this to for see some if time. It, just to see if it like <laughs> happens. Just to see it. Yeah. It'll, <laughs> no, spoilers. no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. But I, uh, I've been looking forward to this one. Yeah, send your emails to Marin G. At- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only if it's obscure Christmas songs. Yeah. I'm accepting those. Oh man, yeah, that'll be good. Tim will be here hopefully next week to give us every all, every detail that I'm sure many of us will have. Yeah, uh, yeah. in terms of the questions. By the way, I just, uh, while we were recording, I posted a picture of us recording on uh, the Facebook group. So if you're on oh, good. the group, you'll see us. And and I asked how many of you guys are friends of the pod. So please <laughs> shout it, give it, give us a shout out. If you're, please be more than FOP. my mom. That's all. That's all I want. More <laughs> than my mom. Oh, uh, no, Penny, Penny Rod posted a comment on, I think, a picture of your family at like the Christmas tree place. And oh, I was like, if goodness. that is not the truest friend of the pod right there. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what that was. I, about. I wake up minding my own business, <laughs> minding my own business on Facebook. I have to run the Facebook group. So I'm checking Facebook more than ever. And there's my mom. Get a notification. Shade. Yeah. We went to go see uh, the, the Christmas train over at Sullivan's Hardware. And, uh, yeah, I have a history with Sullivan's hardware. I have a history there and, uh, I've talked about it on the show many times. <laughs> Reference I, like episode five. I yeah, think it came up pretty early so, on. Yeah. Well, I have a history as check, a learning experience for young checkered Mary past. Tyler. I have a checkered past with Sullivan's <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, get on Facebook and Penny Rodriguez has a flamethrower. <laughs> ready pointed in my face on my wife's post saying I hope Tyler acted better than he did in earlier in your marriage it's <laughs> a true friend of the pod right there I hey, was hilarious. What, we, what we share is just out there forever that's the best <laughs> oh alright so we'll see friends of the pod on the Facebook group um, and we'll be back next week with Tim but for now Marion will you please send us out
I sure will, everyone. Do justly love mercy and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. 